Kia ora, no mai hoki mai to another episode of the Sick Airs Podcast. And I'm sitting here just feeling extremely grateful, extremely lucky, uh, and thinking about the episode that you were graced with last week, and I was actually just thinking about that even more, I was listening to it on my way in and thinking, oh my goodness, like how do I have access to such amazing people? And not just the people who come on to the podcast, but it's also the people who are listening, you know, the worldwide, everyone from Germany to Australia to, I saw Mozambique on there, that was kind of weird. But yeah, we got our international stats and we're just in so many different countries and so many different places. Um, and a lot of you who write in, you know, give me different perspectives and I'm learning so much, I'm learning so much. But yeah, that the feeling that I had um, walking out after... Uh, recording with with Nick was unbelievable. He's just an exceptional young man, and and what he really taught me was, was properly uh, humility. Fuck it. Um, so yeah, if there are three things that I took away from that, to me tua tahi, me fuck it. To me tua roa, me fuck it. To me tua toru, me fuck it. Just you know, every time I'd ask a question about what he thinks about this and, and where he th- thinks he got the skills to be able to do it. You know, he was very, he was very kind of not keen to answer and say that he did have those skills, but he says that he's learning and he's always learning. And I think that's something that um, I need to be, you know, I, I am aware of it and I, and I am very clear that I have plenty of limitations and that I'm always working towards different things. Um, but at the same time, and that's what we're going to get into with today's episode is, is having the proper humility and exploring that a little bit more. Not humility in the sense that you know you you don't want to be the best because you're scared of of other people bringing you down. Like it's actually proper humility. Humility in knowing that you've done your best and you've done your best for the people around you, but you're not trying to be the best. You're only trying to be the best for yourself. But we'll unpack that a little bit more. Got a few things to go through today. Firstly, I did my Myers Briggs which is one of those personality tests. So I'll talk about the limitations of that test in general and for any tests that you're going to be doing in the future. Uh, and after that, you know, I actually talk about that entire workshop. So that's what I'm going to base a lot of today around um, and how humility kind of ties into all of that. And I feel like humility has been something that I've spoken about plenty of times but never really dived into. So yeah, that's what we're in for today. I hope you're looking forward to it. Let's get it. And we're in. Welcome back. Ooh, it's a crowd. They love me. No. Uh, but to start, you know, ko te te whare o te nui. Um, humility is the the home or the citadel of the conscious mind. And I think that was from the late Farehuya Milroy, um, who was a huge stalwart, I guess, in, in terms of the, not revitalization of te reo Māori, but uh, actually pushing different kaupapa to, I guess, make it as normal as possible. Um, and it's people like that where, you know, in terms of humility that you have to realise, there are a lot of people who fought different wars for you. And when you get to come in and, and walk and have freedom and have creativity and have ideas and, you know, that these ideas are a possibility, even though there's a little bit of a struggle, you know, the, the ability for you to actually have that idea, to have that, that freedom and thought and have that as an opportunity. Uh, it's because the people before you who 
you know, fought, fought for it. Um, so that's one sense of humility. I guess the the other is, um, you know, that daring to be exceptional because the people who trusted in you or people who sacrificed a lot like those people, um, you know, the, the humility that they allowed you that pathway, the opportunity for you to be able to go and do everything that you're doing. So if you, like I think maybe like a couple of years ago, oh, a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, I was on a, pod- on a podcast. That might have only been this year actually. Oh, time is, yeah. Uh, but I was talking about how, you know, when they were talking about being humble and we we're talking about tall poppy syndrome, when I was on that podcast, I actually said, oh, it's Talks with Rosa, if you go check that out. Um, I actually talked about how I was extremely humble that the people in my community saw potential in me, saw something in me where, you know, they kind of pushed everything aside so that I could be the one to go out and, and explore an adventure, knowing that, you know, I had what it took to to come and get educated and, you know, to hopefully be able to build a better future for a lot of our communities. And it was that that was something that I've wrestled with for a long time because you do feel like there's a sense of selfishness with going to get educated, but if you always come back to, you know, how much people sacrificed for you to be able to be where you are, um, you know, there's huge humility in that and it actually feels like you have a sense of responsibility. It's not an obligation but it is a responsibility to, to be the best that you can be uh, for the people who allowed you to be where you are. And I think that's going to be a huge theme. Uh, and there's going to be people who highly resonate with this. And then there's going to be other people who just say, you know, um, everyone builds their own futures. Um, but that's just not how I roll. That's not how we think, I guess, in, you know, in my upbringing. And everything that you did was kind of for the good of everyone who would be part of your journey. Um, but anyway... To get into this, so the teaching and the learning, I think for me, in terms of humility, this is another place where it's not that I think I know everything, but there are times where as soon as you feel like you know everything, and I think there's probably people here listening, and that it becomes more apparent like when you start to formally learn something, like for example, formally learning uh, te reo Māori, uh, formally learning statistics again, uh, formally learning uh, about yourself and, and doing different courses and workshops and stuff. Like if you're going in thinking that you are oh, formally learning data sovereignty, like now that I'm back at that beginner stage of a lot of that, it's it's humbling because if you go through with this open mindset of like, yes, I'm a sponge, give it all to me, um, it is humbling because you realize, okay, you're 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 in the deep. But putting together the the different uh, tools, I guess, or having that mindset that you're going to be okay and you're going to be able to get through it, and it will seep in soon if you just give yourself that full attention and that full, uh, I guess, the you give yourself the the permission to take all that different information and and that you know you are worthy of receiving that information. And the only reason I say that is because, like, there are times where I take so long. No, I don't want to say imposter syndrome because that kind of gets thrown around. It's like the words that get thrown around a lot. Vulnerability. Oh, you're so vulnerable when all you did was say what the truth was. Um, imposter syndrome, where all you did was feel a little bit uncomfortable because you felt like there should have been someone else there instead of you. I think a lot of that is actually just self awareness. Like, you're just aware that possibly there should have been other people. Uh, doing what you do because you do believe that for the ultimate outcome 
um, it should have been someone who had more skills. But then also you have to come back to like, okay, well, now that I've accepted that I'm the right person for this, I can't sabotage myself by saying I'm not even meant to be here anyway. And that goes for everything, relationships, uh, jobs that you're going to be getting, different tasks that you want to be part of, uh, or different communities that you've been invited into. Once you're in that space, it is then you know your responsibility to uphold whatever that mana is or the modi of, of that space that you're in. Space is another word that I hate using as well, um, unless it's to do with a literal space. But anyway, the reason I'm saying all of this is because I've been thrust at the end of the year, the worst time to be doing it, but I've got a bunch of different things that are coming up uh, and they require me to learn new skills. And so I've just gone to a place of, okay, I'm going to be pretty much thinking about this stuff all the time. That's just me. I'm all in. Anytime I have to do something new or anytime that something really fascinates me, pretty much all of my waking hours are thinking about it. And then just before I go to sleep, like I hope that I dream about it so that I have more time to to decode all of it. But the first one, and it's been the first time that I've done some sort of PD in a while, and I thank my office for putting this on for us. Uh, but we did our Myers-Briggs, and then we had a consultant come in and just kind of chat us through you know, what your Myers-Briggs uh, outcome means for you as someone in a team. And the main things they looked at were what your type, I don't know what you call it, a personality type would be for like communication, effective communication and how to deal with conflict. I'm not going to talk too much about those things because I like, yeah, like we had team specific things. But this stuff, like I think the self-awareness that you get from these different things, um, it's such a, it's not really an eye opener because if you are reflective, if you are, if you always are self-aware and you do go through these different practices, you you do like it tells you more. It kind of reaffirms some things uh, and it gives a little bit of a description for other things. But my first point here is they like these are tools. Okay, I talked about the dots on here. We did that as a team. Myers-Briggs, they're all tools, right? They're just accumulations of a bunch of different people's responses to things of like so many different like answers to different things which then say, okay, in general, this is how you're likely to be. But what I wanted to give you was my letters. So anyone who's done the Myers-Briggs knows that that comes with letters. So mine were I, N, F, and P. So the I is introversion. The N is intuition. The F is feelings and the P is perception. So in terms of making my decisions and decisions for different things and how I'm going to react, um, I'm highly introverted. I tend to go for intuition over like facts, I think it was. Uh, I go with my gut feeling instead of like something else that's to do with facts and logic and then perception as opposed to judging a situation. Uh, that, so this is just in general. In general, the thing I want to bring out about this is that my introversion was maxed out, like it was 30, and I think 30 is the max score you can get for any of them, and that was the only one that maxed out for all of them. Now, I just want to come out and say this really, really quickly, because a lot of people will say, you're not introverted, and the amount of times I've tried to tell people this, this is a one-way communication, like I'm talking to you, you don't get to talk back. When people come in and I interview them, I'm talking to them and asking them questions that I'm like, you know, they don't have to ask about me. So I can control how everything goes. And yes, I could be outwardly external and look like an extrovert, but a lot of my energy comes from me being by myself and having to reflect. Uh, and one thing, so if I am to take away anything from this was that I 
need time. So in meetings and stuff, recently I've been feeling really overwhelmed, like there's so much going on. And I've just been in meeting after meeting, really, about big ideas. And I need time to like think in depth about different things. So uh, one thing that I've noticed is that you are more likely to miss out if you are an introvert and you need that time because if they need a decision quickly, you can't give it. So a lot of the people who are more likely to speak are the ideas and the thoughts that are going to go through. So what I need to do is realize that that's me, take as many notes as I can, and then when I leave, like or let the person know, okay, is it okay if I have a few days uh, to be able to get an answer back to you? So I, I just need to think about this. Another thing that it helped me realize was with, uh, apparently like you're less likely to come with decisions and you're more likely to hear different viewpoints and then come to consensus from that. Uh, and that helps me a lot because I've always, I've always stressed out about not being able to make decisions. And a lot of it is because you want to see like, how everyone else works. And you want to make sure that you've taken as many people's considerations into account as possible. And that's just because it's not that I'm a people pleaser, but you want to try find the solution that is going to benefit as many people as possible. And I've always seen that as a weakness, but actually that's my strength. My strength is that I can try to cater to as many people as possible. Sometimes it does break me, but I think if you can get into a position where you know, all, all that you do is thinking laterally across all the different types of people that you have in your team so that you're not uh, catering to your biases. Like, it's, it's a really important thing. And I think the more we reflect on these different things, the more you actually, you think about the way that you communicate. You think about the way that uh, you've, you've fabricated your entire life. Like, is that all just to bias your preferences? Or are you genuinely, you know, a person who's working for, um, a different team or like a, a bunch of different people who are on this team uh, together. So we did that. That was really cool. Like, and I, I think when you're going into these different things, this is when I talk about humility. You need to humble yourself. You need to know that, okay, you know a little bit about this and I could have gone in and just been like, I've been doing self-development for the last, you know, five, 10 years now because you know, I've suffered so much and all I want is to be better. So I've done all of this. And when you're talking about this, I'm like, I know, I know, I know. But when you go into different spaces and you go in like, I'm learning from an expert right now, whether they're an expert or not, they're the person who has, you know, they're going to deliver it in a way or package information that you might know, but they might deliver it in a little, in like a little different way, a way that makes you take something away. So every single encounter, and I've said this before, Stanley said this, nearly every guest that I've ever had has said, go into... You know, go into things open-minded uh, and, you know, you can take something away. And if you're very intentional about taking one or two things away, then every time you interact with someone, uh, it's going to be fruitful because you'll take something away. Uh, but that's, so that's the first half. The second half, uh, we did Tai Chi, which I, I don't know if it ended up being Tai Chi, to be honest, but this guy was very intentional about this one mantra that I've already forgotten, uh, it was like, be kind, be respectful, be loving, be caring, or like, be honest to yourself, and we looked at each one of those little things, and I was just thinking like, oh yeah, so the ultimate respect, um, so I was like, sitting there kind of translating stuff, I don't know why, like, my whole mind is just translating all the time now, because I'm just like, so enthralled by it, but I was like, me tuhei rangatira, me rangatira hoki te noho whakaiti, so, kind of like along the lines of, of respect yourself, uh, respect others, and demand that others respect you. So like, yes, you can 
have respect for yourself, you can have respect for others, but also make sure that you set yourself up so that other people respect you as well. And if you are kind, caring, loving and honest to yourself, you will allow all of that stuff to happen. Uh, so what he was doing was just like seeing where our center of like uh, different energies and stuff. And I freaking love that stuff. Like I'm all for energy fields, breathing and just like realigning yourself to that center part of yourself. Um, so like obviously some of it, if you if you really shut off and just be like, this is for kooks, you're not going to get the benefit of it. And if you go in, it's kind of like hypnosis, but not really hypnosis uh, because a lot of this is, I think, congruent with with. Uh, indigenous perspectives of the world is that you are one with the universe you are one with everything that's around you which means that all of the different energies that you're giving off you know you feed into other people's energies and other people's energies feed into you which are ultimately dictated and kind of grounded within the power of the universe now that sounds crazy but just think about when you walk into different rooms and you can feel tension you can feel uplifted you can feel like the modi or the waido of a different space it's just the way that people package it that you, that's when you decide whether or not they're kooks or not. But needing to take that sort of stuff in and going in and being open-minded and just like humbling myself and saying I'm going to learn from this experience, um, that it gave me a really, really, like, I was just like, oh, cool, I took it, I took it all in. And I, after it, was so energized because, you know, it was a Friday, it had been a long day. And then by the time we were doing this, we were like doing sound therapy, we were walking around, we were finding the, the center of our bodies and, and off-letting, off-letting? Uh, sorry, he said that you have a front door, back door, so every time energy comes in, there needs to be a way that energy goes out. And whether or not you're you're loving that sort of stuff, like it's just, you've got to find something that centers yourself. Um, and being aware of the energy that you're allowing into yourself. And that's that's having that humility with yourself to know that you know things are going wrong and admitting that to yourself that honesty that you need to have in terms of your values you know are you actually acting in accordance with your values when you talk about values are you just paying lip service to them or are you actually living by those ideals by those ideals by those ideals sometimes you don't and as i've talked about many a time my boy frank always reminds me of that when you're starting to feel sick when your body starts to shut down he says, look at what you're doing. Look at how you're acting. Remember how you talked about your values? So sometimes if you're not living by those, you know, you have, you have, you're in constant conflict with your integrity with yourself. And that can make you sick. And then the last thing I wanted to have a little chat about is one of the conversations that he brought up. And this is hugely introspective right now, but, you know, I think in the medium that we were in, like a big, you know, you're in front of your team and you don't really want to give away too much because we all have our own lives going on and we all have different stuff going on and that's fine. But uh, one of the questions was like, if you don't allow yourself any of those things, if you're not kind to yourself, if you don't respect yourself, if you're not loving yourself or honest to yourself, um, and something that he said that really resonated with me and I just thought, I just really thought about it and I've been reflecting on it for like a week as when you, there were times, there was a time in my life where you know, I'd say through like maybe 20 years old to maybe about a year or two ago where I just wouldn't allow myself to open up. I wouldn't allow myself the love, like I wouldn't allow myself to receive love from people. And that can be platonic, but also romantically. 
um, I just wouldn't. I would always be too hurt. I would always be working on myself. I'd always have an excuse for why I didn't want to open up or allow myself to be loved. Um, and that's just because, you know, you're always going to be hurt. All of those different things that have happened to you and then you start believing that it's because of you. It's You've got issues and you're actually unlovable. And that was something that I told myself to protect myself so that I wouldn't get hurt again. Um, yeah, and I think depending on where you are in your life when these different things happen, what, so what I'm trying to say is, yes, it's easy to just say, you know, humble yourself, go in and expect to learn. But if I had gone into that when you were t- talking about, do you really love yourself and, and trying to find whether or not you're centered and displaying that in front of everyone, like I, if I wasn't in a good spot myself and if I hadn't taken that decade to deal with myself and work on it, and be aware that that's you know I have had that period in my life and and I am coming out of that period. I would have fucking broken down. Like I would have had a shit time. Like I would have. It's, there's just different things that yes you have to be aware and you have to be willing to take on different things. But there are points of our lives where we do get defensive and we do shut down because we don't want to you know open those different things up. So there's going to be places where you're a bit more safe. Uh, you're a bit more able to be able to do that. But another thing is, can you be kind and honest to yourself if the world around you doesn't allow you to be yourself? I know for a while, like, I was always called sensitive or I was always called, you know, I had too many feelings or, or, or I'd, so, like, I didn't know how to act in different ways or or I just was told that I was stupid or as an idiot for thinking that way or if I was wanted to be a goof, I would just, like, be... F- kind of like told that it was stupid, that it, that was the way I was. And like I had a conflict for ages because when I was with people that I really vibed with, I was like, yeah, I was I was being me. And I never put it together that the happiest I ever was was when I was allowed to be me. And where I, what I got to was a point where the happiest I was was when I was by myself because no one could judge me. No one could tell me like what you're doing is stupid or idiotic and you know I was still producing my work so people knew me on the work front but like how I wanted to be, how I wanted to act, the different things that I found funny was no one could judge me if I was by myself doing it um, and I think that drove that's driven me to that point of maxing out my introversion um, is because it's what makes me feel safe um, and I found a few people who allow me to be myself and those are people who because I'm aware of this now like they're people I love and I and I'll cherish and I'll keep close to me and pretty much do anything to protect them uh, and you get that feeling straight away so when he was talking about the energy stuff like it just reminded me that I'm so intuitive when it comes to people who come into my life and and how they make me feel and and how I make them feel so that's just something to keep in mind. Oh, yeah. And I think in terms of your environment, sorry, if you can be honest to yourself, honest to your values, but some environments don't allow you to do that. This is going to sound like a privileged perspective to be in, but I try to get out of those as soon as possible. Um, but anyway, that's something that I'm trying to work on as well. Um, but yeah, that's been it's been my reflection. It's been a huge week. Um, it's going to get even bigger. I'm not sure how much longer I can carry this podcast on, to be honest. Like, it might be a little bit of a hiatus, a little a little rahui. Uh, there's a lot going on. Like, I'm, yeah, just work's busy. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do life-wise um, in terms of my location, in terms of sport, in terms of, yeah, just, I don't know. I really don't know. That's just where I'm at right now. My head hurts, and I have to wear glasses. So, um, yeah, anyway, 
Love you all. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you took something away from that. This one interaction. If you just took something away, then I love you for it. Anyway, take care.